Thanks for tuning in. This is Tyler. What up? This is Zach. This is the No Structure Podcast. No Structure. Episode 68. 68, we almost to 69. Nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. Let's just jump right into the whole Texas situation. Extremely unfortunate what's going on there. Texas is a weird place. It's a it's an interesting place. I won't say weird. It's an interesting place. Mm. I feel like people some people are sympathetic because they like Texas, but other people are kind of like, oh, who cares because Texas is like Republican or whatever. It's like yeah. a weird I don't even really see it as like a red state. It's weird. I do and I don't. Like mm-hmm. I see it as kind of half-half, I guess. But it's just interesting how uh, Texas really wants to be its own country. And then at a time of need, they're asking the country for help. Uh, that kind of is interesting. Right. I even saw that they're uh, – so Biden sent some generators and some different things down there. And they're, like, just sitting at uh, Air Force Base waiting to be deployed because Texas is, like, trying not to take any – Thing from the government, which it, it honestly doesn't make sense to me at all. Like your people are suffering. Who gives a fuck about pride, ego, all that stuff? Like people are freezing to death. They don't have drinking water. They don't yeah. have food, no electricity. I saw people that had to go get water from like a local park so that they could put it in their toilet so they could use the bathroom. Like mm-hmm. who gives a fuck about all that other stuff? You guys can fight about all that when all this is over. Yeah. Do you think it's because they really just want to show that they're independent? It's got to be. I mean, I, there's no other real answer to that. Like, why else would they just be so stingy and so, like, ridiculous with what they're doing? Like, even if you take into consideration how they set up their power grid, like, it just seems like all one big fuck you to the United States and the people that suffer are the people that are in poor areas or in most of Texas is suffering right now. So it's not just like poor people or it's everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, Texas was its own country and like. 1860 or something like that like briefly. Oh, I, oh interesting i mean it doesn't shock me i mean i guess everything at that time was kind of like its own country because it right right so new but yeah I, yeah they're trying to get it back to how it was it's crazy um, maybe elon now that elon's down there maybe he can do something about their power grid i don't know if he's got any expertise but i'm sure he knows somebody that knows somebody that knows something about it yeah i saw a thing that was talking about uh you know joe rogan and elon over here talking about how texas is so amazing uh in their podcast that came out you know a week ago or whatever mm-hmm. and like how it's just gonna be like the next big thing and how um you know just ranting about all these positive things which i'm not saying that it's not a positive place but seeing these recent events it's like i want to see what they have to say about that now right because it seems like uh texas was going to become another tax haven for ultra rich people and now oh that's it's kind of showing like that's what it is it's like okay you guys are talking this up um trying to say like this place is so amazing which i'm not arguing it's not it's just uh now that you see that there is a you know a statewide crisis um and the resources not are not being utilized in the way that they you know maybe should be Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of showing like you guys are there for different reasons. You, you guys are there because you get in the tax break. That's pretty- right. Did, did you see this kind of off topic? Well, I guess it is on topic, but kind of off topic. Did you see that Logan Paul was moving to uh, Puerto Rico? Oh, really? Is this for yeah. fighting or something? Uh, he's. I don't know if he really said what it was for, but a lot of people just assume it's for the taxes so that he can evade taxes. And a lot of Puerto Ricans are not very happy. I mean, if he's living in Puerto Rico, I don't have a problem with you, you know, doing whatever you got to do. Like if you want to live in Puerto Rico to avoid taxes because taxes isn't a real issue there, that's fine. But if you live here and 
shoot your taxes somewhere else. That's kind of a different problem. Like you're using the resources of the country or the state or the city or whatever. And you know, you're not paying your, your part. You're yeah. not helping out. That, that's kind of fucked up. You know, it is, it is fucked up. Yeah. Especially when you're making I mean, him and his brother make a considerable amount of money and other taxes go to help other things. It's almost, um, I want to call them selfish to do that, but I mean, I guess we're, we all look tax loopholes, but you know, I also don't have that kind of money to find that kind of tax loophole. So, yeah. I mean, you know, if we were in the situation, who knows what would happen? I would like to think that I would be, you know, at least ethical, but you know, yeah. I mean, I think we both have said that, like, we'd like to think that if given the power, given the money, we do the right things with it, but you know, power and money changes people. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Um, did want to dive a little bit into Ted Cruz. So this guy has got to be the scummiest person on earth, but this whole going fleeing to Cancun while his whole state is just in dismay is like, Wait, right. So he left. Yeah. He got on a plane yesterday. He, they, they saw him at the airport and took pictures of him. And these people were like doing detective work on the internet, like to match his shoes, his wife's face, wedding rings, rings on his hand. Cause they really wanted to know if it was him. This was all going down last night. Oh, the internet's going to find out. Oh, they were. Like, do you not expect you're a fucking governor of Texas or whatever, and you go to a uh, public airport, you're not even flying private, you get on a commercial flight, and your little pot belly is sticking out. Like, people know who you are, Ted Cruz. Yeah. It's nuts. And then he flew. So he, he claim, his claim is that his daughters wanted to go on vacation to Cancun, and that he would be such a bad dad if he had said no. So he flew them there, and now he's flying back tomorrow. But his original itinerary said that he wasn't going to be back until saturday so he basically threw his daughters under the bus to save his own ass which again right on brand with somebody like him yeah i mean this is this is y'all's leader man y'all voted him in i mean i don't i don't know what to tell you guys he doesn't even go by his real name his real name is Raphael. <laughs> like is it really yeah dude dang does he not want to appear hispanic to texans i have no idea i bet yeah, you that's a huge part of it oh I i'm sure it's a huge part of it i'm sure and texas had the chance so the thing about this is i obviously don't want to blame texas voters for the situation they're in now but considering like the people that are running this show right now are all like taking stances against the common person you know like they're they're pretty much saying oh well you guys are fucked and we don't have anything to do with it i mm-hmm. hope that people remember how angry they were when they were freezing and hungry during these days so the next time it's time to vote for people Mm -hmm. you remember how pissed off you were and you make sure that those people don't get another seat again ever again yeah hopefully i mean a lot of people are loyalists so who knows man yeah and i also didn't even realize how bad the situation was in texas like i knew that there was going to be freezing temps and i saw power outages you know but like up here we're used to power outages Mm -hmm. so hearing about a power outage is nothing but i didn't know i didn't realize it was the whole state and then my aunt had called and she was saying that she had power out and then you know, I was like, oh, fuck, well, maybe I should check on my mom. And then my mom had power out. Like, it was crazy. I didn't know that the temperatures got that low. Yeah, that was nuts. And then they, did you see they tried to say that uh, they couldn't generate energy because, the you know, the solar wind turbines were frozen. But Which they that's not only, true. Yeah. And it only um, I think it only accounts for like 10 percent of the state's energy anyways. Bro, they have wind turbines in Antarctica. Yeah, but I think those are I think this is one of the things I did read, though, is those are outfitted for cold weather. And Texas purposely um, to cut corners and to mm. save money did not outfit them for cold weather. I'm I'm not surprised. Doesn't shock me. Yeah. Does not shock me. Me neither. It's crazy, man. But look at how fast Biden's response was too. He was ready to get emergency, you know, uh, emergency equipment, and all that stuff down there to take care of people. But remember when Trump was going through like Puerto Rico and stuff, he was throwing uh, what was it like uh, paper towels at people and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see the difference in leadership. Real talk. Yeah.
Are there other places in the U.S. right now that's experiencing, um, well, obviously there's other places in the U.S. that are experiencing extreme cold, but I'm assuming Texas is getting it the worst right now because they're just extremely unprepared for this type of weather. Yeah, I think it was them and also like the middle part of America states that were hit, being hit with like severe uh, winter weather. I sound like a meteorologist, like yeah. come up for it. <laughs> yeah, if you look over here. Yeah. But uh, I mean, those middle states have like insulated pipes and shit like that for the most part. So Right. It's yeah. been sad to see videos on the internet of people's pipes like fr- freezing and bursting in their homes. And now they're losing their homes and stuff. Like it's, yeah, it's a man. really bad situation down there. So yeah, my thoughts and prayers are definitely with everybody down there. Bursting in their homes and then turning into ice. Yeah. Like, damn, man. Yeah. Imagine not even being able to have any drinking water. Yeah. Like this is like dire. Like, I mean, we have our power outages and stuff too, but we're usually back up the next day because Washington is a little bit more prepared for you know, these kind of severe weather, but yeah, I couldn't imagine our own power grid, which is huge very power. true. Yeah. yeah. Even though sometimes it's crazy, like all my neighbors will have power and then are like my section of this part of whatever has mm-hmm. no power. Yeah. So, my parents are like that too. Like you look across, you know, the area and yeah. Everybody's got their lights on. They got fucking wee parties going on and yeah. <laughs> all my lights are out. Exactly. Um, yeah, you have anything else on the Texas stuff? I mean, I I know that this story is going to keep evolving on a daily basis. Right. Yeah, I guess just, um, you know, pray for everybody down there and sending some good thoughts your way. Um, I know there's some resources out there if you want to help. Like, you know, if there's people out there that want to help with what's going on. Um, I actually got an email today. I remember when I volunteered for the Democrats and was doing like the texting thing. Yeah. Um, I got an email saying that they were trying to put together a phone bank to call senior citizens to check on how they're doing and stuff to make sure that they're they're okay. So mm. I think I might have missed it, but it's really cool that people are putting on. That was actually uh, I got that email from Beto O'Rourke's camp. So Interesting. seems like even though he lost the election for them, he's still hard at work for the people of Texas. So I feel that. Yeah, uh, thousand prayers, y'all. I mean, I know that that's just words, but I know. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. Want to get these hot headlines? Yeah, hot headlines. Take a little turn from there. I want to start with the game. This is this is a Ooh, quick game. Want to uh, play a game? So Hasbro, you know the toy company. Yes, sir. They own a very famous record label. Do you know what record label that is? Uh, did we talked about this on here? I think. Did we? Uh, it's um, Death Row, right? Oh, shit. Maybe we did. Well, fuck it. We could take that out. Oh, no. It's still good information. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but maybe yeah. we didn't talk about it on here. But I remember that seeing that headline, which was pretty crazy. It, the craziest part is that it owns rights to a uh, majority of their records, like Tupac's, Dre's, Snoop's. Interesting. Yeah. Has yeah, the people that made fucking Furbies owns man, Death either. Row Records. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Like, okay. Uh, so I was walking through SeaTac Mall, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. man, so much has changed in this mall. Do you remember KB Toy Store? Yeah. Bro, that seems like... A whole different lifetime ago. Do you remember FEO Shorts? That sounds really familiar, but I don't remember what kind of store it was. It was a toy store across the street from Nike Town in downtown Seattle. Oh, it was okay. like yeah, yeah, yeah. big, big toy store with like the bridge. They had like piano keys on the floor. And you, like, it was step like on it. Yeah, it was like one of those toy stores, like uh, Home Alone, like the big ones downtown. Yeah. So yeah okay. Big. Yeah. Yeah. I worked yeah. in Nike Town for a little bit down there. Yeah, Amazon the- fucked up the uh, the toy store game. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, even um, I think most uh, Toys R Us's are closed too. I think there's only a few of them left. Yeah, the one over by us is gone. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. That's the one in like the town center. Yeah, they um they went bankrupt and then came back for a second. Damn. Yeah. Maybe we should start a, a Reddit thing to to get uh, um, Toys R Us Toys R Us back. back. Yeah, we'll just uh, manipulate the stock. Get fucking Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah, get Jeffrey, Jeffrey on the scene. <laughs> oh man, damn man, I used to love. Toy, Toys R Us too. They just had fucking everything, like everything. Yeah. 
Hell yeah. Uh, and it had awesome. like a, it had a smell. Like right when you walked in, there was a smell. It's just like, oh, mm. I made it. I made it into toy heaven. <laughs> you know? And you just uh, want to spend like four hours in there and then you got your mom grabbing you by the shirt. Like You can't even play with you. shit. Everything was yeah. in packages. Yeah. You still want to be in there. Yeah, uh, just browsing. I got one more, one more question for you, actually. Okay. All right. So astronauts, they have white suits and orange suits. I don't know if you're aware of that. Yeah. Do you know the difference between them? Mm, is one for like inside and one's for outside? Um, close. So the white suits are for outside of the ship or the uh, space station when you're in space so that you're okay. seeable. Is that a word? Whatever. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Visible. This, thank you. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> seeable uh, works too, <laughs> yeah. and uh, the orange ones are so that you're seeable when you land. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, I didn't either. I thought that was pretty interesting. Going on to NASA stuff, I think we might have talked about this a couple of hot headlines ago, though. Um, they did the uh, Mars landing today. I saw that. I haven't seen any pictures or anything from it, but I'm going to check out. Maybe they have some YouTube video of it later. I might yeah. check out. I mean, by the time this comes out, there's probably going to be pictures. No, I know there there is pictures out. I just haven't seen oh, them. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't seen them that's, either. That's pretty cool. We're on Mars, man. I mean, I guess we've been on Mars before, and Elon's definitely been on Mars. Has he? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> think I think he might Mars? have some, like... <laughs> inside knowledge yeah. yeah i mean it wouldn't shock me at this point like if elon was an alien maybe that's why he was trying to throw everybody off the scent of aliens last week because he is one maybe uh, he's saving the, i guess he's saving the human race though so can't fault him i will say this about elon him making a statement saying like it's a waste of time to think about aliens i feel like he actually made a lot of people stop thinking about aliens possibly think- his influence is huge Huge. I really think he has that much power where a lot of people was like, oh, you know what, Elon, you're right. I'm not going to think about aliens anymore. Yeah. But that was really the, the smoking or the smoking ears. Yeah. That was the play. Until he he invades us all with his alien colony, the Teslas. Yeah. This, that all makes, right. Now we're getting weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let me see what I got. Oh, uh, really? Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say another one. Go ahead. Oh, uh, did you see that Donald Glover has exited FX uh, for a multiple eight-figure overall deal with Amazon that is said to include a content channel on Prime Video, which that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But then the other headline that came out of this that was really dope is that Malia Obama has joined the writing staff for one of Glover's first projects at Amazon. Mm. Okay. Okay. I wonder, and this is not to discredit her, I wonder if she is that good of a writer or, mm-hmm. and if, is there better writers than her or are they just kind of like using her because the name is kind of a, a big deal? You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that. I, yeah. I, I don't know any of her writing background. Maybe she has writing credits and stuff. I don't know anything about it. Um, Still kind of cool. Even it's if cool. it is for, even it is for, if it is for the name, her name attached to anything's going to bring attention anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing he did say is that it's not going to affect ATL or ATL. I keep calling it ATL. Atlanta. I do too. I get it mixed up. Wait, so he is coming out with more season? I think they're doing one more, if I remember reading that correctly. So I remember seeing that they are going to have a season four. And then like the next day I saw that, that it's not going to happen. Oh, interesting. Maybe not. I, I swear I saw that it said that it wasn't going to affect his uh, the show. But I mean, who knows? Yeah. Um, so back in the day, Spanish flu, um, mm-hmm. people had to wear masks just like present day. And people who didn't wear masks were called mask slackers that is uh what they were called and they would be exposed in their local newspaper uh, i think that's a fair uh fair thing to do if you're not gonna wear your mask and yeah i just think it's so funny that like eh, it's not even so funny i just think it's uh it's kind of interesting that that happened back in the day now we're kind of doing the same thing where it's like someone's not wearing a mask you get exposed on social media you know right it's history repeating itself it really is like i literally saw this guy the other day i was at the store and he was in line for the self-checkout and the lady came up to him and was like hey i'm gonna need you to put on a mask if you want to you know shop at our store so, you know, he I, I could tell he was a little disgruntled, but he was like, whatever, I'll put the mask on. But he put it on like so it's like right here on his lips. 
And he gets up to the thing and he, she's like, hey, I need you to put your mask all the way on. Like, what's the point of you wearing the mask if you're not going to put it all the way on? And you could tell he was a little perturbed, right? But he put the mask up. And the funny thing is, was he started giving her attitude, but then he needed her help. So he just looked foolish when he needed her help because that thing was blinking and going crazy. Sounds like Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah. Uh, the mask, the, the non-mask wearers are interesting. Funny, funny people. Um, it's been a year, know. man. If you're yeah. if you're still fighting the mask thing, you're just a fucking dweeb at this point. Yeah, and dweeb is can be both sexes. You can be a female dweeb too, for sure. Yeah. Um, did you see that Rihanna is now the first black woman in history to ever own a cosmetic brand worth over one billion dollars? Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Rihanna. I didn't see that, but that's what's up. That's really dope. Um, I also see that she's been teasing new album, which oh. uh, you know I think we're both on record as saying Anti was an amazing piece of work, and mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm excited. And uh, it seems like Party's been locked in with her for a long time on this project. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we stand Party on this side. Yeah, I like uh, I like everything that you're saying right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've yeah. already sold me. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. DoorDash is taking some heat. Well, they took some heat uh, last week about. They're advertising that charities or, or them giving money to charities. I don't know if you saw that. Uh uh-uh. uh. So they donated a million dollars to charity, but they spent five point five million dollars uh, in advertisement money to say that they donated charity. And I actually saved that to bring up. Yeah, I actually <laughs> I saved that to bring that up because we were talking before about um, you know big companies like donating, and it's like, is this a write off? Like, what are you doing it for? You wouldn't do it if you didn't have to. All these things, right. you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know, man. This is kind of one of those examples. Like, oh yeah, one hundred percent. You spent a lot of money to say that you spent some money, you know? Yeah. DoorDash is a little, they're a little crazy too. Like, I think I said on here that I've had issues with DoorDash before. And the other day I tried to, you know, we had the snowstorm. So I tried to order some beer, right? They don't tell me what 7-Eleven it is that's coming Mm. from. Come to find out that the 7-Eleven is in Fife. It's like, of course, nobody's going to want to drive from Fife to Fedroy in a snowstorm. So I try to cancel. At first they tell me I can't cancel without losing all my money. They're like, oh, well, the order's already being prepared. You cancel now. You'll you can only get your delivery fee back. And I was like, all right, well, you charge me $18 for a 12 pack. So yeah, I'm a little perturbed. I'll just wait a little bit and see if the guy will drive or pick it up. Mm-hmm. Then I was able to cancel it, but they won't, they, you can only cancel it for credit through them or it takes mm-hmm. five to seven business days for them to return your money. It's like, dude, you guys didn't even, nobody even picked up my fucking order. It should be one little keystroke in your computer and put my money right back where it is. You took it out fast. You can put it back in fast. Yeah. I've had a situation where I had to get a refund and I just took the credit anyway, because I order that shit all the time. Yeah. I took the credit, turned around, ordered some beer, and it was here in less than 45 minutes because it came from the the gas station down the street. Have you um, ordered something from a place and picked up the pickup option instead of the deliver option? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. So I do that every day at lunch now. Like I just order whatever and I do the pickup option. I was going to go pick it up because, you know, where I work, there's like hella food in the area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right down there. Yeah. Yeah. So every time you pick up, they give you a credit. They give you money credit back. It's like a dollar fifty or something like that. Interesting. Right. I don't know that. Yeah. So I'm just like stacking up a dollar fifty every time I pick up food. Cause yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go pick it up anyway. They can't deliver it to me, you know, because yeah. got a badge and a gate and shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So, uh, I did not know that. I might have to start picking up just to get a little bit of money in there. Pro tip. Yeah, you do maybe like six or seven times and you have enough for Dave Teriyaki or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, interesting. Um, did you see that promotions for female generals were delayed over ch- during Trump's tenure because they were afraid of his reaction? Wait, 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 wait. Say that again? Promotions for female generals were delayed during Trump's tenure o- because they feared Trump's reaction to female general being uh, sworn in. I thought you were saying female genitals. Oh, that was a <laughs> wild life. I was like, what? Yeah, um, I'm not surprised. 
Yeah, the sexism just continues with everything coming out. There has been some weird stuff coming out from the Trump administration, but I'm sure that as the year progresses, we get deeper and deeper into Biden's and further and further away from Trump. We're going to start hearing some really wild stuff come out. For sure. Yeah. 2021 just got started, y'all. Yeah. And, and it, it just seems like uh, it seems like the deluxe version of 2020. Yeah. Like the it, fuck shit hasn't stopped. But I mean, 2020 was it was fucked up. Let's be real. It was fucked up. But I feel like we got so prepared. Like we had like a crash course of like how fucked up shit can get. That's so, true. Like, going into 2021, like right now, like I wouldn't say it's good. It's definitely not as bad as as it was last year at this time. Well, maybe it is, is, but I feel like (laughs) I feel like it's equally as bad. We're just used to it. That could be it too. Maybe I'm just I've become so numb to everything that I'm just not even. Yeah, everything's the exact same. Everything shut down. Still got a virus. Still wearing masks. Like what's what's different? I mean, now we got fucking freak snowstorms that are killing people. Like oh, speaking of uh, snowstorm, did you see there was snowing in Saudi Arabia? Oh, really? Bro, we're at this point. It might be done by like 2025. I, I've seen that a couple of times though. Um, snowing in like the Middle Eastern desert and then yeah. the sand will go on top of it, which is kind of cool. So they'll like oh, walk in it and there's like white footsteps in the sand, but it's obviously all snow underneath. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. I don't know. I think uh, that movie, what was it? 2020? Was it 2020? A movie where like 2012, 2012. Yeah. I think 2012 might just be 2024. Might be in for it. 2024 are you predicting 2024 is gonna be worse bro the rate that this plane is going plus everything going on i don't know man like i want to be optimistic and cross my fingers that things are going to get better but like you said like if you really take into examination from this it's not any better than it was this time last year really do think about it we're just numb to the shit yeah for sure um speaking of the winter storms and stuff i know this is a first world problem so most people don't give a fuck which i mean i don't even really give a fuck it's just interesting information um so the power grids are down in texas and the average price per kilowatt of power is 14 cents right kilowatt an hour is 14 cents um and a tesla typically costs about 18 bucks to charge i don't know if you saw that headline where it's talking about um now it's about 25 dollars per kilowatt an hour instead of 14 cents which would be charging your tesla 900 dollars. that's insane yeah so uh that's i guess it's kind of a, a thing to kind of give you an idea like a visual of how expensive power is because of how scarce yeah. it is right now you know but once again like if you got a tesla like you might be doing all right i don't know yeah yeah i would i would assume so yeah uh, we actually had when i used to go to seattle a lot I mean, uh, get an Uber. We had the dude that was driving the Uber was driving a Tesla, old Asian guy, Mm. but it was pretty cool. It was was like when Teslas were like newer and, you know, not a lot of people have been in them or anything. Mm. Like it was pretty, it was pretty cool experience. Dude, those things like just like float on air. Yeah, I test drove one like when they first came out because they were they oh, yeah, yeah. like schedule one. Dog, that shit is crazy. I, I would get a Tesla for sure. I, I just love the big computer thing in the middle. I think yeah. dope. There's like some uh, some battery issues that I kind of I might wait till they get fixed. Like they mm-hmm. seem to what is the word? Uh, I don't even know the word. Like their capacity uh, drops over time. So oh, okay, like a, like an iPhone. Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, and they don't perform as well in colder weather, and we're in a colder area, so it's not it's yeah. Not that's true. But I mean, Wait, they're so, cool. Yeah. yeah, that yeah, they're really cool. Uh, I do like Teslas a lot. When they first came out, I was kind of a uh, critic of them, I guess, just because they were so new and you didn't really understand what was going on with them. But now, mm-hmm. like, the more and more I see Teslas, the more and more I'm convinced I want one. Hell yeah. Do you have any yeah. more high headlines? Um, let's see here. I got one more. It's a, a video I want to play for you. It's, it's fucking weird, bro. So this video is uh, it's about a guy who was never born having a kid. Crazy. Guy who was never born having a kid. I didn't even know it was possible. And Tay sent it to me and 
we have a ridiculous thread. <laughs> it's all just uh, Night and Day Fiance trailers. Loki. <laughs> Damn, man. What the fuck? Hang on. I got to find it because it's interesting as fuck, man. Oh, do you, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, did you see that the um, the Bachelor guy, like the, uh, the host is under fire and is getting kicked off the show because... He's I racist. Yeah, I saw that. Jesus, dude. Good. He's a racist fuck. You... Yeah, get his fucking ass out of there. I always, whenever they bring up his, I think his name is like Chris Hansen or something. I always think of the dude that was to catch a predator. I was like, wait, that's not the same guy. Chris Hansen. Because wasn't Chris Hansen the to catch a predator guy? Yeah. Yeah. And I think Chris Hansen is also the name of the bachelor guy. Oh, maybe. So every time his name gets brought up, I'm like, wait a second. That's not the same dude. Damn. I can't find it, bro. Anyway. So I don't know the exact terms for this. So bear with me. Um, there's a special name for this shit. So there's a guy and a girl who have a kid. Um, they take a test or whatever. The kid somehow shows that it's not the dad's kid. Um, the wife's like, no, I didn't cheat on you. Um, I don't know the term of what it is, but the dad was a twin inside of his mom and he consumed his twin, right? Oh. So was born. There's no traces of another person, but um, there is still traces of him inside of him. So pretty much like when he, you know, fucked his wife, like it was like his brother's DNA that went in there. Yeah. So his his, um, his brother is technically the dad of his son, but his brother has never existed. And did they know that like she knew that she was pregnant with twins? No, no, no. She. Oh, the mom, The, uh, the mom of the dad. Yeah. No, I think so. I forget what the term is called of that type of twin that absorbs the other twin, but it happens like really early. Okay. Yeah. So, you can't so really she probably just it. didn't even know that she had, she was carrying twins. No, like it's cells. Like you're like when you're like in a cell stage, like tiny, tiny. Oh, God. You okay. just absorb the other baby at the time of. Yeah. Yeah. I, crazy, I know right? like on some shows, they joke about that. Like, oh, I ate my other twin in the fetus. Like, you know, that's in some like movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. They use that joke, but I never really thought, I guess I never just thought that that was something that actually happens in real life. I thought I never registered that that could be a real thing. Yeah, I think if you look deeper into it, like there's some very weird shit in it where it's like there is DNA walking around on Earth right now from someone that does not exist. Yeah. Like that is crazy. That is really crazy. And to even find out that's even crazy to find out that way. Yeah. Imagine like the fights that they had. Like you fucking cheated on me. This isn't my kid. Like yeah. it is your fucking kid. It looks just like you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which like, is, which would be really weird because if they like, let's say that these two twins were identical twins, like in molecular or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the kid, even though it's not showing that it's his DNA that made the kid, but the kid looks exactly like him. He's like, you can't tell me this isn't my child. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. Some weird Turns shit. out you just fucked somebody. fucked one of the cousins. <laughs> Still wouldn't be the right DNA. Wait. Oh, I guess not. Yeah. Any, yeah. Either way, man, it's just crazy. Like the brother was never even born and That's still wild. had a kid. Was never yeah. born. Had a kid. Yeah. How do you even explain that to the kid when he gets older? Or do you even do you even tell the kid that? I mean, you could try, but I feel like he got to be older, like 25. I wouldn't just be like, hey, by the way, Santa's not real. And also, I'm not your father, but and let me tell you who is. <laughs> also, your dad's not real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so we talked a little bit about Michael Jordan trying to like clean his image up. Now we thought mm-hmm. that maybe he would start doing things more for the community after Kobe passing, like the love that he got. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently Jordan is donating 10 million to launch two medical clinics in underserved communities uh, near his hometown of Wilmington. Uh, he had previously gave 7 million to open clinics in Charlotte. 
too. That's I think that that's really cool. Yeah, it's good to hear that uh, Jordan is uh, being more active in the community. I think that's always been one of the uh, kind of like one of the um, negative things people had to say about him is he wasn't as involved not only in his own community but within the black community as a whole. So that's really cool that he's uh, he's starting to do that. Uh, did you also see too? I, I didn't read the whole article on this, but apparently there was some controversy with some uh, pair of the ones that came out over the weekend. Mm-hmm. There was like a, uh, a sneaker store that was selling them back door, and I think I would ha- might have to fact check this, but I'm pretty sure the sneaker store was owned by Jordan's kids, and they were selling the Jordans for like twelve hundred bucks, bro, at the back. Jordan's kids selling Jordans back door is not surprising. It's also wild, though, considering that, like, dude, your dad is a fucking gajillionaire. Yeah, do you think that he's giving them money? Uh, maybe not. I don't know. You know, there's always these jokes floating around about Jordan's kids that they never really, like, in terms of who their dad is, you know, he's the fucking goat, that they never really amounted to nothing. Like, their basketball careers weren't that great. It's like a running joke on the internet. I don't really subscribe to that because that's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, maybe not. Like, I mean, people say Jordan's kind of an asshole. Maybe he's like, man, you guys aren't really doing shit. So, that's I, don't think, I don't think that that's true. I mean, I don't think that that's happening, though. I mean, who knows? Yeah, just based off of stuff that I've seen, like, when it comes to, like, his practice ethic and stuff like that and interacting with his team, which obviously interacting with your kids is different. But it's like, right? he expects you to pick up your slack, hold your end of the deal, all these things. Like, he has very high expectations. And I feel yeah, like... Sure. If his kids don't meet that expectation, I could really see him just being like, hey, man, like what? No one helped yeah. me. You know what I mean? That's that's very true. And his dad, I remember reading stories of his dad when he was younger was hard as fuck on him. Yeah. So maybe they, yeah, maybe they're just the same way. I just thought that that was interesting that he, their kid, if it, if it is the kid's shoe store, but they're just backdooring these Jordan ones. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of crazy behavior. But um, yeah. shout out to Jordan, though, for, uh, for getting more invested in the community. Um, I had, I think, two two more. So the first one was, I just thought that this was a funny headline. I didn't read too much more into what the actual headline consisted of. It was just reading the headline. It was funny. It said, Miami lawyer whose pants caught fire during an arson trial was arrested on a cocaine charge. What? His pants caught fire during trial? During an arson trial. And then he was arrested for a cocaine charge. So I don't think that both events happened simultaneously. I think that he's known for having his pants catch on fire during the trial and now was arrested on cocaine charges. I'm just assuming that he's over here. Like, see, you can't, you can't use this to catch something on fire. Yeah. <laughs> God, his yeah. ass on fire. <laughs> oh man. His fucking client just probably just a head down in his yeah. hands. Like this fucking guy. I'm going straight to jail. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked up. Um, the last one I had, did you see that uh, Elon invited uh, Putin to go on clubhouse? Hmm. I, I mean, I will say, you know, I don't really know too much about Putin other than, you know, like America makes him out to be the devil and all this stuff. Like, I really don't know what's going on with him. I, I don't know too much history about him, mm-hmm. but uh, I do think it would be an interesting conversation. I don't know oh. what the fuck they would talk about, but I'm sure oh. there is a lot to talk about. I would definitely tune in. Yeah, I want to see the Kanye one, too. I know it's been rumored that Kanye's going to get on there with them, too, especially since he's been so quiet lately since the election. It'd be interesting to see what he has to say now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, one last thing that I did want to say. I'm really sad to keep hearing about this, but have you seen the attacks that are happening on Asian Americans in America? Yeah, like uh, the other day, they're they're like racially motivated attacks that have been happening throughout the country. And the other day, I saw a story where this like young white guy pushed this elderly, like 53 year old lady. She tripped over and hit her head on a pole and had 12 stitches in her head. And he was yelling racial remarks while he was doing it. And apparently this is happening all over the country and it's not really being too reported on. Yeah, well, obviously that's fucked up. 
Yeah, I think it's it probably has something to do with the Corona stuff is why, you know, they're just uh, bunching people into that. Just fucked up, man. And if you ever put your hands on my grandma like that, I'm finding you, bro. Yes, I, will, I'm not, I, will, I won't stop until I do. And the, that's a super pussy move. You're pushing over an old lady. It's just the, the, where we've gotten in this country is just it's sad. It really is. I actually thought that the uh, like the the Asian hate would be kind of big at the beginning of the covid stuff mm-hmm. never really happened i mean you may a lot of people were saying like china flu and shit like that right um, but i didn't really see any like violence play out which is good um so yeah i, I just assumed that that was deaded yeah it's just really. sad to see man it just really yeah. is like uh, so yeah i just you're targeting grandmothers and stuff like you can't even go fight a, a person that's your age or your gender or anything you're pushing over an old lady like Come on, man. Come on. Like, it, it's really crazy how people just don't have any kind of like moral standing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if you see some shit like that happening, you better get in there and whoop somebody's ass. Well, you know, he's one of these people is going to fuck with the wrong one. One of these old Asian ladies is going to fuck him up and it's going to be caught on camera. Hell yeah. And I can't wait. One of them's just going to have like some kind of stick or something, just beat the shit out of one of them. It's going to be real. <laughs> it's going to be a real joy to watch. A chopstick? But that's racist. I'm Japanese, but I mean, you can say that. You, I can't. can't. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Yeah, let's get into the sneaker talk. Um, yeah, I've been waiting on this one. Yeah. Uh, off the top of your head, what's your favorite shoe? Like, what, what do you think is like the best designed shoe? Do you like have ever? a shoe? Yeah. Like, do you have one? I think it might be the one behind me, the Jordan One. Okay. Okay. Like, it takes it takes the best design of all my favorite sneakers and put them together. Like, it's got the high top look which is like the kind of like fashion dress up look. But then it also takes like the great stuff from the air force one with the Nike sign. Mm-hmm. Like it's just such a clean shoe. And it's one of those shoes that you can dress up and dress down. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's- that sounds like super hype beast. of me because the ones are really popular right now, but I've always been a huge ones fan. I think even yourself. Mm-hmm. I love right? ones. Um, I think mine would have to be probably like T-Mac twos. And the only reason why I say that is because I think the flow of the shoe, like it's complete to me mm-hmm. like everything about it is complete like i i wouldn't add anything i wouldn't even take anything away right uh, the reason why i asked you that is because you know throughout nba history well actually yeah uh, whatever throughout nba history like people have had signature shoes right mm-hmm. um and it's like there's it's hit and miss with ones that are like really cool ones that are really bad uh and i'll be but, honest most of them are misses yeah for sure so you would say that jordan one is probably like your favorite uh signature shoe for sure. Like, uh, you're talking about like just NBA wise. Yeah. NBA like wise. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely say the Jordan one. And that's not really like a, I, I don't know if you really call it like a basketball shoe either. Like it's, I don't think it, it is, is, but it, it's, it's not at the same time. Bro, I've hooped in ones before. Terrible. <laughs> now, Terrible. Honestly, hooping in any Jordan retros are bad. Like I used to play a lot in the, uh, the tens mm. and the fucking, it started talking to me. Mm, that's <laughs> when the, the thing starts coming off yeah jordan's do loki have cheap glue in them yeah and the, you know the retros now are not outfitted to be basketball shoes mm-hmm. like I, I remember reading um you ever read slam magazine oh the yeah basketball magazine back in the day um i always used to read the, like the sneaker stuff in there and i remember them talking about when players get these retros and stuff they're outfitted for the court like they'll put extra soles in them they'll put padding in places like it's not like they're just getting a, a store or a sneaker that comes from the store. Mm. I remember reading an article that talked about, I think it was like a Nike thing. And they were talking about how we expect you to take out the insole to put in your own insole to, you know, have it form fitted to your foot. So oh, like I didn't the, know that. Yeah. So the stock insoles on shoes are not what their, their intent is for you, you know? Right. 
Um, going on uh, signature shoes, who do you think has the worst signature shoe? In terms of design? Yeah. I'm going to have to say one, at least one of the worst to me in recent memory was uh, the Steph Curry's. The Under Armors? Yeah. I didn't think that they were, I don't think that they were that bad. I, I mean, they weren't anything that I would buy to rock outside of the gym. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they were that bad. Like, uh, I don't like the Under Armour logo, I think is what it is. Mm, yeah, that's huge. That's definitely huge. Yeah. I think we, we talked about that before about like uh, if Reebok can come back. And I was saying like how right. Reebok's logo shows motion. And I feel like they could utilize that, but they just don't do it well. Right. Uh, I think also it depends on where the the logo's placed on the shoe too. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell when it's um, when it's like ingrained into the shoe, like it's a part of the design, and then you can mm-hmm. tell when they just slap it on the side just to have their logo on there. That's very true. I think uh, someone who has really bad taste in signature shoes that is extremely popular is LeBron's. Oh God, really? All of them? Like all, all of them? Yeah, all of them. Actually, except maybe like the last three or four. That he said because they started using like the fly knit. Oh, I like I like most LeBrons actually. I think really, I think that and they're I, just you so know me, clunky. I'm, a, I'm not a big LeBron fan either, but I've always I've liked the designs on most of his shoes. But it you also have a Lakers sign behind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know I'm a Lakers fan for other reasons, but uh, yeah. I I kind of just had to accept LeBron when he came. I had to put my hate aside and say, you know what, we can do it together, LeBron. Yeah, as if I'm on the court shooting jumpers and helping in any way, shape, or form. He wasn't with but, me shooting in the gym. I've actually owned a, a couple pairs of LeBrons. I had the very first ones that came out because those you know, are the Jordan, only ones in like the first fifteen that look decent to me. You know why though? Is because they're sleek. I feel like after mm-hmm. those first ones, they kind of abandoned the sleekness of it and went for more of like a bulkier, heavier looking shoe. Yeah. Also, the um, LeBron ones kind of look like you know. Remember the Kyrie's that had like the like the two little spikes on yeah. the side. Like those ones that the Kyrie's look like a modern version of the LeBron ones. And I feel like if they kept taking that. that design and going further with that, like you would end up with the Kyrie's. Yeah. I think one of the, I love the Kyrie's, but one of the reasons why I'm not as interested in them is just the fact that they don't change a lot, but maybe that's a good thing too. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe staying consistent with, you know, the design actually helps the line more than trying to like go and do something completely crazy and out of the normal. Yeah. I like, um, I think KD has good taste in his shoes. Yeah, for sure. Um, kind of reminds me of like a Kobe look where they're, they almost look like soccer shoes sometimes. Mm-hmm. I like that look a lot. Obviously, Kobe shoes are dope. For most, yeah, I was going to say, actually, I take back my, uh, I take back my uh, answer. I think Kobe's probably the best line of sneakers. Except for the Kobe twos that look like the fucking spaceship. I like those though. Honestly, bro, I what? do. I like that. I like that waffle look. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because like when I play 2K and stuff, like I de- you can design them yourself and things mm-hmm. like that. But I don't know. I've always liked those. Um, hmm. I also like them the- for being different. Like they don't look like any other shoe out there. But like seeing on someone's foot, bro, I'm like, ew. Like those shoes yeah. look good. Well, that brings up an interesting point too, right? Like most of these basketball sneakers are not very good looking, but then I realized like bringing up the Steph Curry's, um, I was reading a thing where they were going for performance over look because it is hard to make a good looking basketball shoe with the right performance stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And also basketball shoes, just in general, their design are not very good with like jeans and fashion and stuff. Like the good thing about the Jordans is that they were fashionable. You know, you can wear them with jeans, you can wear them with sweats. You can wear them out even to an extent the Kobe's now. Like they don't look like you just came from the gym and threw them on. Mm-hmm. 
do you think that we're kind of brainwashed to think that these are casual shoes and not basketball shoes now? Because I remember hearing there was yeah. a there was some dude wearing vans, like some black kid wearing vans, and this white chick is like, "You don't even skateboard, like why are you wearing those?" And she's wearing fucking yeah, <laughs> bitch, you don't hoop, like stop. Yeah. I mean, uh, I got that back in the day a couple of times. Like I had a pair of um, you remember Paul Rodriguez, the skateboarder? I don't. Uh, he was like really popular when we were in high school, but he had like a, his own Nike line. And he actually borrowed some elements of the Jordan three to put on the sneaker and they looked really dope. But I remember mm-hmm. wearing them and some kid at school being like, Oh, you don't even skateboard, bro. Like what? Mm-hmm. I feel like okay. uh, good marketing is when the shoe doesn't even look like it's intention or uh, it has like multiple places that it looks normal. Right. Like most retros look good with jeans. Um, most retros look good on the court. Honestly, though, if I saw someone playing in retros, I'm like, you're trying to flex because you just got, you know, a limited release or PJ Tucker. Uh, yeah, exactly. Or, you that's know, that's my like, guy. So that's not shade. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I, I don't even know a real reason why you wear retros hooping. I really don't. I'm going to be real. Like, there's maybe a few, like, I don't know, 11 through 13s, because those ones have, like, very good ankle support. But besides that, I don't know, man. Yeah, there's not a lot that I, I could imagine myself playing in. And honestly, they were kind of uncomfortable. Like, my feet would hurt after. Like, the best performance shoe I think I had, I hate, uh, not hate, well, that's a strong word, but, like, most Adidas basketball shoes are not very, like, appealing looking, right? Mm-hmm. But they're the functionality of them was great. Like I had some Derrick Roses that were great to play basketball and they were super comfortable, but they were ugly as fuck. Yeah. Derrick Rose has really ugly shoes. <laughs> he really does. And it's, it seems like a lot of Adidas, their design crew has that. I mean, it, uh, James Harden, I haven't seen a shoe that I'm like, I need to buy those or I haven't seen like the only like Adidas that I've really liked over time have been like, like you said, the T-Max because those were mm-hmm. all fire. Mm-hmm. Um, KG had a couple good Adidas at the very beginning. K- um, KG also has some really bad ones too. Yeah, he did for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I got these. Uh, I don't know if you remember KG used to have like these high top all white ones that you could buy. They weren't basketball shoes. They were like an Adidas forum, but they were high tops. Hmm. I got them in like high school and they came with like this dope high school basketball DVD that had like Sebastian. Was it? No, it was a uh, Dwight Howard, Josh Smith and Darius Washington. It like followed them around for a day. That's pretty and cool. It was pretty, it was pretty dope. Like they, Adidas used to do a lot of cool stuff like that with their sneakers. They used to give stuff with them, and now you don't really see that anymore. Mm-hmm. The the bundles. Yeah, you know, or like just like a free promotional item, like you get a poster or something with them. It wouldn't just be the shoe, or even like Jordans. Like back in the day, the retros used to get the little retro card. Yeah, that's true. The right, right there. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, you don't even yeah. get the card no more. Yeah. No, don't get the card anymore. It's fucked up, and I'm paying more than I was back in high school. Yeah. Do you think that going on fashion versus performance, do you think that you can only have one or the other? Yeah, I think it depends on who's designing it. Well, tell me one shoe right now that you think has both. Probably LeBron's. You think that has, So if someone was rocking LeBron's with jeans, like it would look right to you? Uh, it depends on which LeBron's. Like some of them are don't look like they could be with jeans. But yeah, some of them you could pull off with jeans. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Just it also depends on the colorway too. Like I do think that some of these basketball players purposely put crazy colorways because they know people will wear them with jeans. True. One shoe that I think would actually be good. I don't even know if you really consider this a signature shoe, but I think that this would fit the fashion and performance criteria is those Yeezy basketball shoes. Oh, the what are they called? Like the Quantums or something? I don't know, but I fucking love those, bro. Like I'm trying to get a hold of those. I'm not paying six hundred bucks for them though. That's I saw. Uh, I think like Brandon Ingram was hooping in them. 
There's been yeah. a couple of uh, Adidas people. I remember when Nick Young used to try and rock like the he rocked the 750s one time during I a remember. game. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I was like, bro, you are a wild boy. You about to break an ankle, man. That's that's not support. Like that's just wrap. It was just yeah. wrapped around your leg. Exactly. And think about how t- like tight you'd have to tie those to make it feel like you have enough ankle <laughs> Over support. Over here, just <laughs> yeah. But then again, we just talked about how player when players get player exclusives, they're more padded and stuff. So maybe he put some extra stuff in there for him. But oh, that wasn't a player exclusive. He just bought some fucking. <laughs> I mean, you know, you never know. Nick Young was that guy when he was in L.A. So I feel like someone gave him a pair. Probably. Yeah. What are some other uh, like even from when we were younger? What are some other signature shoe lines that you thought were pretty dope that I thought was dope? Um, hmm. I think you got to say Allen Iverson. Oh, yeah. Iverson's for sure. Iverson's um, are always really dope. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, off the top of my head, it's hard to think. <laughs> well, and especially like in the '90s, the basketball shoes weren't really that like appealing looking. Like, there's a lot of old basketball shoes that I know like sneakerheads love. Mm-hmm. That I'm just like, mm, I don't really care for those. Like the up tempos, you know, the ones with the it says air and like on the says. I think that they're cool. I think, but they're dope. It, it depends on the color. Like, I'm just those are one of those ones where it really depends on what the style is for it. Yeah, I bought Marley some baby up tempos. That's what made me think of them was I saw Marley with them. Like, that's dope yeah. with her on them. But, like, those shoes also look really extremely bulky. So, yeah. I don't know if, like, they would look good on my foot, especially in, like, a bigger size, like your size. Those could look really huge. Definitely not rocking them myself. Yeah. yeah. They had, like, the Supreme up tempos that were kind of dope. You know, spelt Supreme on the sides. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that also just makes me seem like a high beast. There was one signature shoe that's not basketball, but it was baseball related. Um, Griffey had a couple that I thought yeah, were pretty they, dope. They just dropped uh, the other day. Oh, did they? Yeah. the um, You know, the ones they always retro with the strap on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They dropped those in the Mariners colorway the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other person? That, oh, you know who also has pretty trash encore basketball shoes? And I, I don't think I've ever seen a good signature shoe from this company, except for obviously the man who made the company and uh, Carmelo is like team jordan mm. i don't think i've ever seen a team jordan and i'm like oh those are fire like the chris pauls i bought one pair of team jordans and they had um what was it it was like a it was like a twisty to tighten it or like a pump or something remember those yeah twisted tighten yeah i had to figure out which ones they were but i bought those only because i was like damn i've never seen someone tighten shoes like this before so fuck it yeah haven't bought another pair of team jordan since and i probably won't yeah um, team, team jordan just in general are very cool looking shoes i did like some of the early carmelos like the very very first carmelos and that was probably it after that yeah um converse is pretty bad when it comes to shoes like d wade's shoes yeah didn't Uh, like those but then again i've never put my foot in one of them so maybe they're great performance shoes like i i would never know because i wouldn't even bring myself to buy those like Mm -hmm. that but you see nowadays like in the nba the most i think like most worn shoes from signatures are kd Kyrie, and kobe yeah. And maybe LeBron, but mostly it's it's those sleeker looking shoes that are, I don't know, I, you could tell that the design process for those are a lot different from other places. Like it seems like those guys have their hands on the design, whereas maybe some other players let somebody else control the design all the time. Right. I think that they have influence on soccer shoes. Oh, for sure. I think that's one like of the reasons why Kobe wanted the low top shoe was because he liked the way that soccer players cut on the field and wanted that same like maneuverability with his ankle. Yeah. Cause I remember when those, those first came out and people were like, what the fuck is Kobe doing? Yeah. Like even, um, KDs have, um, like on smaller sizes. remember the one, I don't remember what number it was, but like it had a strap over the top, like a fat strap that just laid over the shoelaces. Yeah. Like, 
no one lets the shoelaces out. You know what I mean? Like shoelaces need to be like concealed in modern design of shoes. And that's why I, I, I think the oh, do you? Yeah, they're not in here, but yeah, I have them there. They were like a uh, like a dark green, like a neon green and black, and then it's just mm-hmm. like a strap that goes right over the the front of them. Yeah, I have those. Yeah. Uh, almost got Good shoes. The yeah. ones are dope because they don't have any shoelaces at all. It's just the strap. Telecool. Yeah. What's the, what's one shoe that you really like that other people hate? Uh, maybe like spree wheels. <laughs> Damn. You like those? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bro, I wasn't I remember, a big fan, but they're, they're pretty artistic and pretty cool looking. I, I like them because it's just weird, but I remember, yeah. I don't think I'd ever actually wear them, but I remember there was someone that had them and he would like walk around and every time he would step, he'd be like, psst, are you talking about in high school? Yeah. I don't remember I who exactly. had him. Uh, I think his name was Steven. Yeah. I don't even remember. White guy. Cause I used to play basketball with this guy that lived like kind of across from me. Um, he, uh, he had those spree wells and they were like the, the blue, the Navy with the white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember him getting those and I was just like, all right, bro. Just the data company, data, data, whatever. That company yeah. was interesting. It's they did a lot of, uh, wild stuff. It was, do you remember that period of time too? Was when a lot of rappers were coming out with their own signature shoes. Like Birdman had the lugs. Yeah. Uh, 50 had the G units. I mm-hmm. like the G units, but those, those Birdman lugs were wild. Yeah. Um, I know you got eSpace back in the day. Yes. Like Dada used to have like a whole page of the same shoe, bro. Like every color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like instead of having like a box of like all the colors in like one shoe, it laid out every shoe. Every and they were all, uh, they were all like uh, shiny. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, speaking of Dada. Chris Weber had a, a signature shoe with him and it was Chrome. Remember that? Like the whole thing was Chrome. That sounds really familiar. I can't They're like think called of the C-dubs like. or something like that. Oh yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so creative. <laughs> yeah. Um, one, one particular shoe that I love that I know a lot, of, even Jordan had so love is the tens. I love the tens. Tens are cool. Yeah. That's like, yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah. There was a, what are the ones that have like the, uh, it's like the top has like a triangle sticking out of it. You know, oh, the tens? Like, no, like 15s, maybe. They have a triangle. 15 or 16. It's like the, the tongue part sticks out. Like it literally sticks out. Like this is the shoe, right? Yeah. There's a triangle piece up top. Oh, like I don't remember shoe. which one those. Oh, are you talking about the 18s? Is it 18? Yeah. I know or it's like, like, like a, Is it at the top or is it like the whole front of the shoe has a tri- big triangle on it, but it sticks out over the top and you like pop it into the top of the shoe? No, no, and no. And it covers no. ice. I like those ones because those are the ones that like white, red, white, blue, black. Yeah. Blue. Yeah. I love those. I love those too. That's not the one I'm talking about. I want to say they're like 15s or 16s. Let me see. I can't even remember what the 15s look like. I, I remember every Jordan up until the 14 and then from like 19 to like 21. Yeah. They were 15s. A lot of people don't like these, but I, I like the design. I like the look a lot. Oh yeah. I love those dude. Yeah. I, I honestly really like those. Um, one guy that used to pull those off really well with like street clothes and shit. And I guess he pulls off most shoes well as Wale. Oh yeah, I can see him rocking that easy. I always used to see him in some fly shit with that. I like one of the, the what uh, Jordans that people hate too is the 19s. I like the 19s with like the cover thing over the top. You know? I oh like, hell yeah, bro! I, I like, like that those. too. I like the uh, one of my old basketball coaches used to rock those, and he would rock them without the cover on them though. Oh really? Yeah, I thought they were cool. You know, I, I think I'm talking about the right ones. The 19s. Let me see. You might be talking about the 19.5s that everybody bought that one year. Like they had like a black and gold colorway, so all the, oh, the TJ kids bought them. Okay, okay, okay. No, 19s are dope. I like the black and white ones a lot. I'm thinking yeah. maybe it's 17. It's either 17 or 16. The 17s. They had like the little, like it covered the shoelaces, and it was like just like a little 
uh, wrap, like, and it clipped into the shoelace holes. Okay. Were those the ones that, um, they were kind of like taller? Oh, yeah. I fuck with those too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I really like those ones. I've actually, I used to hate those, like, from like 14 on. I used to hate a lot of those Jordans when I was younger. Mm -hmm. But now, as I've gotten older, I really like a lot of those other ones. See, I haven't really got into like 21, 22, and 23s. I had one pair of 21s, and the only reason I bought it was because at the time I was working at Nike Town Seattle, mm-hmm. and I thought that they were going to be rare because mm-hmm. nobody was buying them. So I bought the Chicago ones that came out for the All Star game, and then they just sat. And I had the chance to either get those or the um, the combo pack, the threes and the 20s, mm-hmm. but I didn't really care for the 20s at that time. So I was like, I don't, you know, I don't want that. I should have though, because I really want those those black cement threes. Yeah, the twenties are dope. I like the twenties. I grew to like them after a long time. I have uh, I don't know if I still have them, but I had a pair of baby blue, the baby blue ones. You mm. know when they came out with like the, mm. it was like the baby blue, the yellow, and the red ones. Yeah, I traded Shane I think like two pairs of Vans and something else for those. Interesting. Oh, speaking of that, there was another pair of uh, like Jumpman twenty three or whatever the uh, Jordans. Jumpman, mm-hmm. what are the team, uh, Jordans. team Jordans? Yeah, uh, remember when they had like the brown and then like it was like brown and white and blue and white? Like, oh fuck, I forget what they were. They were like really popular. Oh, was this when we were in high school? Yeah, damn, Is I it forget the ones, what they were. Did they have a low top version and a high top version? Maybe. I remember both you and I had uh, these Team Jordans in high school. They were like the ten seventeens or something, and they had the t- the tall version of them had a, a strap that went along the backside of it. Yeah, these ones in like where your Achilles is, but they had it. They had a um, a low top version too. It was the same exact shoe. It just they literally just cut the strap part off and the top of it off, but it had the same like design. I remember you had them and I had them. It was I, that's one thing I re- weirdly remember from high school. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, they were well, called like the the ten seventeens, and they were like uh, they were marketed as like a team shoe. Like they put out a bunch of different colors so that teams would buy them and wear them. Let me look right now. Jordan ten seventeen. It was like ten seventeen or ten. 10 something because it was the day they were named after the day that college basketball starts every year bro it's bringing up a street <laughs> oh then yeah it's gonna bring you up a picture of gucci 1017 yeah yeah i think that you got the name wrong because it's, yeah, it's just hella streets it's just Whatever. some number yeah uh, takeaways performance takeaways, uh, fashion performance versus fashion i mean i guess like it just depends on what you're doing with the shoe because i know like the steph curry's they sell well even though i don't necessarily care for them they seem to sell well, so maybe they're good performance shoes. Maybe uh, don't judge a book by its cover should be the takeaway, or don't yeah. judge a shoe by its silhouette. Logo placement. Yeah, logo placement. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I, after this conversation, I don't really think that you can have like a hundred percent performance and a hundred percent fashion shoe. I, I don't think that's possible. And if it is yeah. possible, I feel like that shoe is going to be extremely limited and hype the fuck up. Yeah, like those, I really feel like those Yeezys are the ones that are closest to it right now for me. Well, I think I read somewhere that they're banned from the NBA. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's why players are not allowed to wear them. And maybe it's changed now, but I'm pretty sure like when they first came out, NBA wasn't fucking with them. I wonder how much of that is marketing. Could be. It's just like when the Jordan 1s were banned because yeah. of the color blocking. And that ended up becoming a historic colorway. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, though, too, with the design and the performance part, too, is like a lot of these shoes are designed for guards. Mm. There's not a lot of big man shoes. So, like, maybe that's why LeBron had to switch up and go to the bigger looking shoe because it fit his mold and body and his performance better than a sleeker, smaller shoe. 
I mean, yeah, I definitely see that. Like he's built different and I'm sure those shoes work for him. Just, I think they're just so bulky, but I'm not a big person like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. Imagine how weird it'd be being LeBron. You see other people wearing LeBrons that you're playing against. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's weird. Well, you see it a lot now. Like a bunch of players are wearing Kyrie's and they go have to go defend him. It's like, bro, I just gave you, I sauced you up for 45 in my shoes. I would never, I would buy some fucking hyper dunks that game. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure you could pick a, something different out of the closet just for that one particular hit. Because exactly. if you get 45 dropped on you by the guy's shoes that you're wearing. That's, and get crossed. Yeah, that's wild. All right. So uh, last week, there was that Jay-Z and Nipsey record that came out. What yeah. do you think about people putting other people's music out posthumously? Do you think that that's the right thing to do? Like, okay, like in Jay-Z's case, right? We know that he takes a lot of time and stuff with the music. But it seems like when people pass with music that it falls into the hands of other people to put their album out and then they go run and try to get some huge feature that that artist might not have ever wanted to work with. So it's like, is it it, to you, is it okay to be taking control of somebody's art even after they pass? Mm, I mean, there's contracts at play. So they're going to do what they want to do. But I don't know, man. That's a good question. Like the last part of your question, like would this person even fuck with this person anyway? Right. Like I, I see sometimes, you know, they'll go get the big pop feature. And it's like, do you think that that person would have actually wanted to work with that person? Or are you guys just doing that to try and make this a commercial success? Like mm-hmm. a good example is when Pop Smoke passed away, right? And 50 mm-hmm. Cent took over his album rollout and stuff and wanted to put Drake on there. And I was like, do you think that like, is there a universe where Drake and Pop Smoke would have wanted to work together? I mean, I could see that happening. I could see Pop being like, hell yeah, I'll do it. Like, that's a bag. Like, fuck it. And I could mm. see Drake being like, oh, he's up and coming. Fuck it, I'll do it. Like, I feel like they would do it at some point. Uh, or at least Drake get on a remix or something, you know? Just yeah. Whatever. It's really hard to tell, man. Like, I feel like Nip is even like a hard one to to tell what he wants to do because he seems like he fucks with everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it just really depends on who's handling the project. Like, we know that, like, Jay and Rock Nation has their hands in whatever Nipsey's doing on his next project. You know, like, there's going to be a, a post-death Nipsey album. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it really just boils down to who's in control of it. Like, is are these people that... Are, are the people that are controlling putting this album out or any albums, right? Are these people actually people that were there dear, during the creative process and saw how people work? Because one thing I hate is when you can... Like, people just slap verses on the things. Like, you could tell songs and stuff are unfinished and things like that. So it almost feels like you're rushing to put it out just to kind of capitalize off of that person's death and the heat that they have post-death. I'm going to try to say the other yeah. word. But. Yeah, I mean, that that's how I see, like, the... The management, the upper level, not management of the artists, but the upper levels, like the executives and stuff, they're just about the numbers, bro. They're like, okay, if we take this person, this person, their numbers combined, like we're going to have big numbers. That's how they see the shit. You know what I mean? They don't give a fuck about relationships. They don't give a fuck about that shit. They're like, get it done. And we need profits. Get it done. So I can definitely see like there's a a, a possible conflict of interest. But I mean, I feel like artists kind of know what they're getting themselves into too. You know, where it's like, damn, if I die, like they're going to do whatever. That's very true. Um, one point I had on that too. Uh, oh, because you know, I've seen in movies now too, like one of the Star Wars movies that they came out with recently, they used an old, one of the generals from the original Star Wars movies, but they, he's passed for a long time and they CGI'd him. Mm. And I think that it's getting a little crazy because the more and more that 
we get deeper and deeper into like this virtual reality stuff and the CGI stuff. The thing that scares me about this is now you're kind of like recreating somebody's soul and putting them out there. Like you're not even allowing these people the piece of being passed away. Like you just keep jamming it down people's throats for profit. I mean, I guess you got to look at that multiple ways. One, this isn't the real person. So it's not like they're like a slave in a sense. Right. Right. I can see like if their soul was attached to the hologram, that would be a huge ethical issue. Uh, like, are they allowed? Should they be allowed to keep using the image? If they sign a contract saying that they are allowed to use the image, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, you signed yeah. the shit. Like, I think a good example, I think, of this is what I mean is like when Kanye did that thing with uh, Kim Kardashian's dad. Mm-hmm. Like, now you're giving them a voice. Now you're giving them talking points. Now you're giving them all this stuff, which we don't even know if they were here, they would want to be involved in that or would say the things that you're making them say. Like in these movies, you might make them do something wild that they never wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you put out a verse from somebody that they never meant to be put out. I think the uh, the line for me gets drawn when you're adding something from s- someone else to make okay. them say some shit or do some shit. Like maybe they would have done that. I don't know, but it was not his idea to do this right now. And right. he doesn't have an idea now to do it anyway. But like Tupac, for example, um, at Coachella, like if he's out one. here, yeah, if he's out here rapping like his songs, like obviously he meant to rap these songs. I don't necessarily see a problem with that. If there's a contract at play that allows these, uh, you know, label heads to still run the shit or whatever, mm-hmm. or if the estate, like the family members or whatever agrees to whatever conditions, I, I get that. Like if I died yeah. and you know, our platforms is fucking huge. You know what I mean? Like I would trust you and Tay <laughs> to make my image like normal. Yeah. Me doing some fuck shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're just out here wild. Yeah. Wild. And all over of a sudden here, you become a Trump supporter overnight. Over here trying to use me to get plays and shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, like what if what something happened to you and we don't even tell people anything happened to you? And I, I'm just creating this version of you just to be saying all this stuff. Like, you, yeah. That'd be crazy. I mean, I, the, technology's future, gonna catch up. Yeah, I was gonna say in the future, it's gonna be hard to tell the difference between what's a real person or what's a real, like, okay, so I'll give a perfect example. So I've been kind of getting into like the 3D space. Like I've been working in a, a program called Blender to like learn how to oh, make yeah. like 3D models and stuff mm-hmm. and some of the blender stuff that i see from people that are established and doing this it's like i can't tell that that's a fake room mm-hmm. or i can't tell that that's a fake whatever oh sorry whatever item like it's becoming so close to real that it's hard to tell what's even reality anymore or not even like deep fakes like those are fucking crazy man you can make what's anybody say anything if you if you just have a conversation for like 30 minutes the ai is so smart it can literally make you say anything just based off yeah. of the few words you said in those 30 minutes like perfect tones perfect inflictions on certain words uh perfect face expressions everything like it can gather all the information so fast and make you say some fuck shit if the person really wants you to say some fuck shit see i think that kind of worries me about the music too is like eventually we're going to get to a space where the ai is so good and able to do that that maybe that they're using these people's voices and then just creating these verses out of nowhere that they never even rap so now you're just like Mm. applying your own concept to somebody else's art when it comes to media yeah that's that could be fucked up i think my biggest fear when it comes to deep fakes is i know this doesn't have to talk about like using an image after death but my biggest fear is like a political thing like let's say you have i don't know trump coming out here saying some shit that he's not even really saying you're like damn i fuck with it like, i got never fuck with trump but what you're saying right now i fuck with it and it's not even really right. him you know what i mean or somebody uses it in a nefarious way like they decide to like put out something like 
Trump says he wants to go to war or something, and then we yeah. get into an inadvertent war because somebody faked us really well. Some fucking 14 year old sitting in his mom's basement is controlling Trump's face. Yeah. These kids, bro. These kids are they're uh they're really good at what they do. Um I did want to uh, ask you real quickly. This is kind of off topic on this, but did you see any of the Chappelle stuff going on? Yeah, I watched his um his last ten minute uh thing talking about how he got his shows back and yeah, he had COVID and he's better and all this shit. Yeah. Yeah, I wanna say like I think that that's really cool of Viacom to give him back his the his rights or royalties or whatever to the show. Oh, they know what they're doing. They know. Yeah, they did. Obviously, it's going to make them a check, but I do think it's cool that they're giving him back his art. Once again, though, that's a situation where they wouldn't if they didn't have to. Yeah, right. Yeah, because Dave Dave Chappelle was a big draw, like... And he's hot. I, you can argue that he's hotter than he ever has been. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't say maybe hotter is the wrong word, but he's more um, prominent in front of the everyday person than just the people that like comedy or just the people that like, you know, jokes or stand up comedy or anything like that. Now he's more, I feel like, accessible to the world as a whole because now he's getting kind of away from the comedy stuff, too. He's got, taken a more serious tone in his sketches lately, which is incredible. He's like a prophet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come to find out they're going to write a Bible about Dave Chappelle and they're like, man, like this guy, he was like turning weed into wine. Like he was, he was the guy. And then you go back yeah. in time. It's like, <laughs> and you watch Chappelle's show and you're like, oh shit. Like this is you guys worship. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this is the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do. I do think that that's really cool though. I'm really glad he got his art back. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Oh, speaking of uh, going off of the, the post death release thing though. One thing I will say though, is like some of the best albums that we have gotten, Mm-hmm. We're post death, like uh, life after death came out a couple weeks after Biggie passed. Mm-hmm. So in that case, like if there is an unfinished project that might just need some tweaking, you know, before it can be put out. Awesome. Have a blast. Mm-hmm. But it's when you're taking like a verse from one place, a verse from another place, and then just kind of like copying, pasting them into their songs. And there's no real direction. And you can you just throw a pop singer on the hook, you know, to make it sell. Yeah, I agree with that. I do think like death also creates hype for sure. like what you said just now like you know we had some of the best albums after they died it's like if they were still alive would you still consider that like, that's very true the best album it's, that's a, very it's true. A, like a moment thing you know like the moment is a huge part of making it special right because look like with pop smoke right now is a good example look, look how revered his uh his last album was mm-hmm. but i don't know if it would have had that same impact i mean obviously pop smoke was rising and would have had a great impact i just don't know if it would have had the impact if like he had much this untimely death yeah mm-hmm I agree with that. It definitely has a boost. I would say like there's like a good 10, 15% boost minimum when someone dies. Yeah. I mean, you saw the juice world, like a lot of his songs went top. I think almost all of them from the album went like top 50 or top 20 that first week that they were out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She is going ham in there. (laughs) Yeah. You want to wrap this part up and we'll get the shout outs. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, man, uh, I think we can both agree on this. Like if you're manipulating the original art, like that's kind of where the issue lies. Right. if it's something that's already there, I mean, and there's a contract involved that says that you can do it. Like, who am I to say don't do it? Right. Yeah, that's my, kind of my point, too, is like, as long as you're respectful and keep along with the artist's wishes, like, there is definitely people that I could trust uh, one of these albums to be in places. But then you can tell, I think you can tell the difference when they're doing it for commercial stuff and when they're, they actually care about whose art's coming out next. Like that Nipsey 
first was, I think, from like seven years ago. So you could tell, like, obviously Nipsey's voice and stuff has changed in that time period, mm-hmm. but it still fit the production and everything on the song. So as long as it's handled with care, I'm great with it. But it's when you start trying to put like, and this is no shade to Ariana or anything, but you're trying to put Ariana on a on like a pop smoke song. That like, was in my head the whole time, bro. I was like, don't fucking do it. They're gonna somebody, do it. Somebody did make a mashup of a air. It was like Ari or his pop smoke over a Ariana instrumental. Really? I yeah, mean, it probably would sound good, but I feel like once they do that, it's like, dang, you really. It's a cheap trick for sure. Can you hear her? Uh, uh-uh, I heard her a minute ago, bro. She's a fucking she's like, yeah. diva. I'll say that. <laughs> she's she's uh, uh our third co-host. Yeah, just doesn't know you. <laughs> All right, you want to get into some shout outs? Yeah, I don't really have a shout out, but it's just more uh, you know, about the Texas situation. Like thoughts and prayers, you guys. Once again, that's just words, but I mean, you know, Texas, y'all gotta get your shit together, man. Like, I don't know if the whole old school power grid is a good thing. <laughs> it's it's not. It's clearly shown it's not. Well, here's the thing though, is like even before this, like they have rolling power outages often to mm-hmm. kind of like divvy up the power. Like this isn't like a the first time that they don't have power. Oh, is that what they do in California too when they do like the rolling blackouts? Maybe. I know Texas uh, does it specifically because their grid gets overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. So like like you guys are learning to live with it. And I know that's kind of ironic because we're learning to live with a pandemic right now. You know what I mean? But it's like right. maybe it's way too expensive to fix. I mean, everything goes back to money. I just so okay, sure. everyone out there, like, I hope that that shit gets fixed fast. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad to see how many people are suffering right now and how little their government officials care. Yeah, clearly, man. Fucking mayor, dude. That shit. Fucking right. Oh, you're talking phone. about that guy that came out with the Facebook post? Talking about how the government doesn't owe people shit. Like, what the fuck? You're a public servant. Actually, you <laughs> fucking do. Yeah, All bro. right. First off, I pay my utility bill on time every month. I, I pay my taxes. You to the, I pay my taxes. I elected you to that position. You better fucking do something or like, well, he's gone now. So yeah. Yeah. Good. Bye. It just shows you white entitlement, though. Yeah. Like, like, oh, I deserve power because I pay my power bills and stuff, but you don't deserve power, but you pay your power bills and stuff too. I just think I deserve it because I'm some government official to fucking quack. Yeah. Um, I only had one shout out this week. Um, this was actually kind of a sad shout out for me, but uh, I heard a statistic this week about um, veterans uh, taking there's so every single day there's uh, a stati- hold on. Let me restart that. Cause I said, I said that really wrong. I heard a statistic that every single day, 20 veterans commit suicide on average. And, you know, it's really sad to hear that kind of thing, especially when we talk about celebrating our troops. We talk about supporting the troops, but it only seems like we support them in times of war or times of terror or those things. But as soon as the war is over and all that, we just completely forget and abandon them. And um, a lot of these guys, I can speak personally for my family because I've had a lot of people in the military. You know, people come back with PTSD. People come back with night terrors. People come back with all kinds of things because of the things that they've seen over there. So my shout out this week is definitely for those veterans. Uh, I really hope that we start taking more of initiative in this country to making sure that those veterans are getting the mental health uh, treatment that they need because they sacrifice their blood sweat and tears for this country and we sit here and we america patriot everything so it's time that we we make sure that those veterans get the care and the thing that i think bugs me the most about this is mental health in this country is being used as like a selling point for podcasts for movies for all kinds of things talk shows all of that but 
we just forget the mental health aspect when it comes to military because and my logical thinking of it is maybe because we see these military people as strong people you know they're soldiers they're meant for this kind of thing like they're trained to do this but at the end of the day like we just completely disregard the fact that they see traumatic events all the time and we don't take into consideration what that can do to their psyche yeah it really hurts, man. It's crazy. I think um, you are you have a good point about like a lot of people kind of overlook it because of them having a certain image of being strong. But I think a lot more people actually know how fucked up it is, but they don't really know what to do either because it's not like we all own companies to hire veterans so that they're not homeless or we own these you know clinics to help them with their you know, psychological problems or whatever. So right, I think uh, you know I think a way we can all help is to push for more legislation. You know, to talking to your senators and talking to people about making sure that they're passing legislation and putting funding into places that can really help out, like into VAs and stuff. Because, I mean, it's sad. It really is sad how our veterans are treated in this country. And a 20 might not seem like a big number, but 20 veterans a day. That, that's like, a huge number, dude. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's sad. So shout out to all the veterans out there. Anybody that's sacrificed for this country, anybody that's had to go to war, um, anybody that's, you know, served in the military, you have my full respect. And uh, I really hope that you guys get the help, you know, if you need it. For sure. Yeah. And that's episode, what, what is this, 68? 68. Episode 68. Don't forget to check us out every Monday on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. You can watch this and see our, our lovely faces. My new skincare routine. Looking good, man. <laughs> Thanks, man.